Bill, first of all, a happy holidays to you and yours, sir. And this is going to be a unique holiday season, unlike ones in, in the past. But then again, so is 2020. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You too. It is definitely going to be different. Uh, we're used to different in 2020, um, but we're all hoping for normal in 21. So um, we'll see how it goes, but just adjusting on the fly as we go. Adjusting for sure. And that whole wait and see mode is still in play to some degree. What, in your opinion, has become more clear compared to where we were at the beginning of COVID? Well, I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel for sure, uh, with the vaccine now approved and getting started on distribution. Um, you know, at the beginning, this, you know, we kind of thought it would only last a couple months. And then, you know, although we didn't know, and then it sort of dragged on through the summer. And you know, we salvaged that 60-game season and we were able to get through the postseason, which I think was a small miracle. Um, and, you know, probably by the end of the season, we knew that even if everything went great with the vaccine, we'd probably have to open next year with some restrictions. And uh, we're not sure, but that's, that's most likely the case. Um, but, you know, we're planning kind of for everything. You know, you just use the term, we're not sure. Between that and I just don't know right now are two statements we've all used more than we've ever used in our entire lives and how to deal with questions about what took place in 2020. And it's been frustrating, I'm sure, for you and everybody else. But for you, what's the one thing you've been able to come away with from this that you can apply for the future? Because there, there's obviously, as you mentioned, light at the end of the tunnel, but there's still a lot of questions to be unanswered. That's true, yeah. Um, boy, I don't know. Lessons learned. I mean, I, I think um, maybe there's more risk out there in the world than we think from a business standpoint. Um, the other thing that we sort of realized is that, um, you know, there were, there were winners and losers, but there was no predicting winners and losers with this thing. Um, I mean, I'm sure some smart people on Wall Street saw it coming and probably made a big trade and made a zillion dollars. But, you know, even though, uh, I mean, we, we all look back and it's just 2020 hindsight, right? We, we see that certain trends uh, continued. And I'm talking about the larger economy, like, you know, online ordering and food delivery and um, shopping and things like that. Um, but, you know, even um, um, certain sports that we thought were going to kind of get a, get out of this thing unscathed, like um, early on it seemed like hockey and basketball were lucky and football was really lucky because it looked like maybe they'd start um, with a clean season. But, you know, this thing dragged on and it's going to end up probably being about a year plus of um, – significant restrictions, which means that everybody in the sports world is going to go through a whole cycle of dealing with it. So nobody's ending up being luckier than anybody else. Um, and uh, so, but right this second, we have a little more time than, for example, the NHL and the NBA in terms of getting the, you know, their season starting. So maybe that's a silver lining for us that, that we can kind of see what they do. But I think we'll have our plan regardless. And um, we're just you know, making those plans so that we can um, be ready for fans one way or the other in April. I would imagine that uh, 
you, you got multiple plans and multiple grease boards in your office with different scenarios, what if, what not. Uh, but as, as it looks like we're going to have fans in the ballpark at some point during the year. How, how challenging has that been? Uh, because putting together season ticket packages and promotions and all those things go into play and in putting on a season. But for you, the, the multiple hats that you've had to pull ideas out of, how much of a challenge has that been? It's definitely been a big challenge. Um, you know, I can think of three big pivots that we've made more recently. The first one is, of course, the winter warm-up, which you've always helped with and been supportive of, and we're going online this year. And even though it probably won't be as big a deal from a financial and revenue standpoint for Cardinals Care, it's a lot more work for those guys because it's a totally different way of doing it. So they got to get ready and prepare in a totally different way, although I think it'll still be a cool event. Um, then you think about the season and what that'll be like um, if there are restrictions when we start. And I guess there's two pieces to that. There's the operational stuff, and then there's um, kind of the, the ticketing and um, fan-related stuff. And, and on the operational front, um, we're waiting on some guidance from MLB, and they're, of course, waiting to see what, um, what happens with the virus. But we know that probably it'll be driven by state and local guidelines. Um, and so for us, you know, we'll just be in touch with our um, city, the, the mayor, the health director, and others, and as well as the state to the extent they're involved. And, and we'll just go by what, what the health experts are telling them and what their decisions are politically and otherwise. Um, and I think for, for Missouri, which, um, you know, is red state and has its political dynamic, as well as its particular COVID dynamic, I, I think we will, we got a good shot at being able to have some fans. Um, so that's what we're going to plan on. And then to start. And then hopefully it gets unrestricted, you know, soon uh, after the season starts. But, you know, we're sort of thinking um, most likely as you get towards the All-Star game would, would be when that could happen. Um, and then as you think about the ticketing and, and fan connect, um, communication stuff, we're just the whole, we're pre preaching flexibility. We're hoping that our fans who kept their um, season ticket or other ticketing purchase money with us on deposit we'll keep it with us and we'll use it for next year um, and then we're hoping to even get all the season holders who didn't do that get their money back to come back with us and and put a deposit down and be ready for the season this year uh, we're creating uh, the flexibility by having the payments be spread over several months leading up to opening day so that um, you know the picture can come clearer before they've written that big check. And then the last piece of flexibility, which I think for us is a really, um, hopefully a good gesture that fans appreciate, is um, the idea that you can opt out of the season and still retain your season ticket benefits and your season ticket seats, your locations. Because um, we understand that some people just may not be ready in 2021. And all we're asking for, um, if for those people, is to um, make the first of uh, the, the five deposits that we're having them make uh, leading up to opening day. And in return for that, they can kind of hold that spot. And then hopefully uh, when the, you know, the water's safe, uh, they, they may change their mind as the season progresses and come, come visit. I want to go back to something you brought up, the winter warm-up, and I want to talk about that, the next big venture on the Cardinal schedule. 
Yeah, you're right. It's going to be different. It'll be virtual. And, and I'm excited about it because obviously this is uncharted water for everyone. Uh, I know the energy level for people who put it on, it hasn't waned in one bit. And I think everybody's kind of rubbing their hands together and seeing how this is going to work and, and having fun with it. Because if nothing else, Bill, when we all write the book about how we handle the pandemic, this will be a fun chapter. I think we can certainly all feel good about. Absolutely. Um, Michael Hall and his staff does a great job of the warm-up every year. It's our flagship event. The players know that it's, it's, it's our biggest priority of, of things that we ask of them. Uh, they do so much more, but they know that if they don't do the warm-up, they're going to hear about it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we prioritize it, and they're going to participate again this year. Uh, it'll be a little easier on the, on the guys this year probably because they'll be able to do virtual Zoom-related things and stuff like that. But I know they'll miss the fan interaction, uh, although there, there will be remote interaction. But in any event, uh, I think we'll salvage, I think, um, you know, half or a little less than half of the revenues that we might have otherwise gotten. But, you know, we also, in Cardinals Care, I think should get some credit for in this time of need, you know, really stepping up to the plate. We've met with the board. The board's mission or mandate has been to step up our spending this year, increase the grants, and utilize some of the, um, not a huge rainy day fund, but we have a little bit of funds and endowment. We're going to use a lot of that uh, because this is the rainy day. If, if you're not yeah. going to use it now, then, then when are you going to use it? So, um, yes, the, I'm, I'm really excited about what Cardinals Care is doing to pivot for the warm-up, but also with their mission in terms of trying to make an even bigger impact. I, I know that there's been some discussion about the season being moved back uh, the players have said they, they signed up for 162. Uh, some people think maybe if they move it back a month, we can get more fans in the ballpark. The vac vaccinations would be more plentiful at that time. Uh, what are you hearing on that front? And would it, be, would it be something that would be considered if you move the season back? And the one thing I think we all agree on, that the seven-inning doubleheader was something that caught on last year or this season. Could you do a doubleheader once a week or maybe on a Saturday to help fill up those games that maybe you didn't play in April where at least the weather would be better? It'd be more consistent in May, starting in May and throughout the course of the year. You still would be close to 162, if not more. Is that something that anybody's talked about? And what have you heard on that front as far as the timing of the schedule itself? Yeah, well, I think right now we're all planning on the full schedule, you know, in terms of operationally, you know, we got to be ready if that comes. So same thing with spring training, you know, as you get into mid-February, they'll start to report, et cetera. Now, you know, let's take a step back, though, and say, where, where are we with the vaccine approach? It would be certainly a lot easier operationally on uh, ownership, management, and the players if everybody could be vaccinated before spring training. Um, if that's not possible, um, then, you know, you've got to go through all these protocols and so forth. And I do think it's worth a discussion about whether a delay might help avoid all of that, you know, running through the hoops that uh, all these protocols require if we think that the vaccine is, is just right around the corner. So those are um, negotiations above my pay grade happening between MLB, the commissioner, and the Players Association. But uh, if you're kind of asking for my vote, I would say, you know, I'd love to see us 
um, make sure that, that the players can be vaccinated before they report uh, would make everybody's lives a lot easier. I would wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Hey, you know, in these times where the sports teams are in, in various leagues have had to deal with the same things as you touched on earlier, have you guys have have you guys as an organization reached out to other leagues and other teams to see how things are working on their on their end? Something that you guys can be on the same page about and maybe apply for baseball down the road? We have actually. It's been uh, really nice to see our, our counterparts in other leagues who are in different parts of the cycle of the season. Um, you know, exchange information. For example, our ticketing group was just invited on a call that three of the MLS teams offered up, arranged by, I think, MLB and MLS together to, um, to give ticketing people some insight into what they were dealing with just recently when they finished up their season. Um, you know, good, helpful tips, um, particularly to the ticketing folks as they think about, you know, how to space out the stadium and concourses and operational stuff. So that was helpful. Um, we also got a similar briefing from football uh, when they um, started. That was a little while ago. Like, like everything, the best information is the most recent information. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm sure when the NHL gets back started and the NBA, it'll change even more. And hopefully we can rely on some of their, uh, their advice as well. Final question for Bill DeWitt, president of the St. Louis Cardinals. The pandemic has been a, a nightmare for most of us in one way or another, you're a silver lining guy. So if there is one good thing that's come out of 2020, uh, what might it be and what are you looking for? And what are you looking for for Cardinal fans in 2021? Well, I I would say just for me, it was, it's been family and um, togetherness with, with, you know, I feel like I um, sort of got a bonus round of my kids because they were just at that stage where, (laughs) My daughter was going to be a senior this year. My son uh, was a freshman. She ended up gapping her year and doing some additional studies. He ended up um, coming home for online stuff. So we just got a lot more of that. And it was like a bonus round for me, for me when we thought, okay, we're empty nesting. And then, you know, they came back to roost right away because <laughs> of COVID. Um, they never go away, Bill. I think you've learned that firsthand. They, they never go away. Newsflash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my parents like to say, you never stop being a parent. So that's a, a good thing to remind myself. And you being a classic example of that, they turn around and there he is all the time, right? Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> I think for the, um, for the country at large, and, and particularly for Cardinals fans, it's maybe um, we have or will have an enhanced appreciation for the little things, the things we took for granted. Um, I, I just, I think I will be the happiest guy in the world when I just, you know, see the crowd again, you know, milling about around Bush Stadium. As you know, Ballpark Village um, Phase 2 opened in the spring. And, um, we, you know, many people have seen it and we've been open. But let's face it, without the ball season, um, you know, not everybody got to enjoy it. And, um, I, you know, I think just seeing people interact and enjoy the, the their co- everybody's company and the, those interactions that become part of the sights and sounds of a game, which, you know, I've taken for granted because I've been in the, at this for a little while and I'm sure you have a little bit of that too. 
I'm not going to take that for granted, at least for a while now. I mean, it'll probably be a couple years before I, I stop enjoying just taking in a game with everybody there. Well, Bill, it's always great to visit with you. Um, I hope we see each other at some point here in the very near future, which means the all clear may be close to being sounded. Uh, for you and your family, uh, have a happy and safe holiday season. It'll be a little different than ones in the past, I'm sure. But in any event, try and make the most of it, because as you mentioned, family is something I think we've all come to appreciate in 2020. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. You have a great one as well. I'm going to work really hard at it. Trust me.